podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. We have a guest on today's show who's the director of marketing at Calm, which is one of the best um, known meditation and health wellness apps. I think it might even be number one right now. Um, her name is Katie Schill. Hello, Katie. Uh, welcome Hello. to our show. The one thing I, I mean, I had seriously been trying to do this because as America said, I've been told I'm very intense and it would be nice <laughs> to take it down oh, yes. a few notches. Um, and one thing I have, and, and I, I'm not resistant against it because I do know there's a lot of science that supports meditation. It's not, you know, it's not voodoo. It's really something that there's evidence that shows. Um, yeah. And the one thing that surprised me when I started trying this a little is how fast the time goes. Like when people say to me, okay, you got to breathe and do this or that for five minutes, 10 minutes. I think I'm never going to get through the five minutes after 30 seconds. I'm <laughs> and the next thing I know, my timer's going off. So there, I don't exactly know what happens, but something does. And I'm not asleep. I don't fall asleep. I am actually awake and doing this breathing stuff and knocking off the bad, you know, the, the random thoughts and trying to stay on target. And the next thing I know, it is 10, 15 minutes. Is that a typical phenomenon? Yeah, I think a lot of people have really unique and like different experiences with meditation. And that's the really beautiful thing about the practice too, is it looks really different for a lot of different people. Some people I think find that time passes really quickly and all of a sudden their timer is going off and they've been sitting there for 15 minutes on some days, it feels like that goes on forever. Um, mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing is not getting tied to an expectation that you have mm -hmm. around your practice where, mm -hmm. you know, thinking that maybe you're a failure if it feels like forever when you're sitting for 15 minutes in meditation, but being open and aware and being totally present to whatever comes up is part of the, the beautiful practice of it all. And it changes every single day. At least for me, I find that my experience with meditation varies so often depending on other things happening in my life, how I woke up that day. Did I wake up on the wrong side of the bed or the right side of the bed? So many different variables affect my meditation practice, but it still becomes, it's one of those practices that I think really helps to cultivate like resiliency in my own life, which I think is something that yeah, the resilience people need. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about the marketing aspect and the revenue model and what does it mean to be the number one app, um, <laughs> the one number one meditation app? How does all of that work? Yeah, so we have what's unbelievable is thinking about the number of people around the world that have Calm on their phones. We have over yes. 90 million downloads around the wow. world. Um, yes. We're in a number of different languages too. So yeah, cool. we have a pretty profound community of users that's really unbelievable. We're a, yeah. we're a subscription product. So, um, you know, you pay a fee for a year and you unlock an unbelievable set of tools. Um, you mm. know, we have hundreds of hours, hundreds of hours of guided meditations on a ton of different topics, mm. sleep stories, breathing exercises, our music library, which is barely new as of 2020 is really unbelievable. We've had oh, artists like Sam Smith, Diplo create custom tracks for mm. calm users, which are you know, geared to help people focus and stay productive and relieve stress. So for that subscription in the year, you kind of have access to a wide range of content for whatever you need on any given day. I often, I often liken it to, you know, in physical fitness practices, we all have different things that make us feel good physically in our bodies. We have, I may love yoga, you may love to run. And it's the same thing with mental wellness. 
So thinking about we're trying to, you know, stay focused on creating content for different people and for different situations so that, you know, you may really love meditation and Americus may really love sleep stories and you may like have those things that really help you ease your mind. So trying to create a wide range of, of content for different people. Yeah. I love this idea, Katie, because I just downloaded the app uh, just now. <laughs> Great. Uh, and this looks, this looks awesome, but it looks like there is a, when you enter the app, first of all, it's pretty cool. It tells you to take a breath when, the, when it first loads, which I needed <laughs> to do that. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's really cool because there's a lot, what I see here are a lot of different elements that I think re- represent the portfolio of potential tools. There's a uh, better uh, building self-esteem, better sleep, developing gratitude, which is really interesting, reducing anxiety, increasing happiness, improving performance and reducing stress. So I think that, that so the, my entree into the app is to choose those areas where I feel I'm, I need help. And then the app al- algorithmically shows me tools that are going to maximize my optimization on these things that I really need to try to work on in my life. Is that how this works? Yeah, exactly. Um, and on the marketing side, um, you know, both the product directs you to the content that we think is going to best support whatever goal you identified. But we also leverage email as a really amazing tool um, to also offer people like a more personalized experience. So on the email side, we know what goal you as a user identified as wanting to achieve when you downloaded the app. And now via lifecycle marketing, which includes email and push notifications, we're able to direct and, and point you to content that we think is going to really benefit you based off of the goal that you identified. So yes, it's something that the product, once you're in the product, you know, it's guided to a, a personalized journey, but we're able to also point people in the right direction through email too. So it really has, if there's anything I've really noticed in the three years I've been at Calm, it's been the power of email and the power of leveraging email to, you know, drive really personalized messages for people so that ultimately they receive content that's going to benefit them the most. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about meditation in a second, but what you just said is one of the big ahas that we've had over the years here at Marketing Matters is how valuable email marketing is. Yes. I mean, it's true that you get tons of emails and you delete them, but but enough people open them and you can really personalize and they're really cheap to send. So they're actually an amazing marketing tool. So just just quickly, and I because I, I feel like it's almost dirty to mention this when we're talking about nice things like calm and meditation and world happiness and everything, but is the revenue model then subscription or only, or is there advertising? Is there merchandise or how does that work? Yeah, it's um, just a subscription model. So there's no advertising within the call map. We believe very strongly that once you enter the call map and Americus kind of got the feeling of that when he saw the take a deep breath <laughs> uh, screen right before you enter the app, we treat the app like a sanctuary. So when you go into the app, there's going to be no ads, no other branded content. We're not trying to sell you anything once you're in there because ultimately the tool itself needs to feel like a respite from the rest of kind of what's happening in one on your phone and two in the rest of the world. Um, so yeah, subscriptions. People pay a subscription for um, an annual subscription to unlock all of the content for, for a given year. Let me ask you this, Katie. You have a community here. What are other things that you're doing to leverage uh, this community? Barbara and I talk about it all the time, the fact that you have these potentially identity loyal customers, right? Are, are you at some point going to try to take them out of the, the, the virtual space and put them in the physical space together in some creative ways? Or are there other things that 
you know, that you're thinking about as, as a, as a company, not just a brand, but a lifestyle that you, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool in version 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a great question. It's something we think about and talk about a lot at Calm. Um, I think, you know, our digital product will always be at the heart and center of who we are and what we do, because that's where our content ultimately lives. But we see a future of the brand where people are able to connect with each other in person, in real life, I hope. Um, I hope that becomes a reality in a post-COVID world. Um, but when I think about creating a sense of community, even on the marketing side and, and even within the product too, I think particularly now in during this pandemic, I think we're all feeling you know different versions of heightened isolation and maybe even feeling more lonely than ever. And I think we're craving human connection more than we have in past times. And I think right now that just at least feels heightened. And so we've been talking a lot, you know, since the pandemic really hit in March, how to shift gears so that we're creating the sense of community for our users, because we're not a transactional product. We have these like really deep connections with our users. It's a really intimate experience. If you think about it, where our content, we're in the earbuds, we're like right in the ears of our users giving them content that helps people ease anxiety and feel less stress and feel more connected to themselves. And that's such an unbelievable um, place to be in and very privileged and uh, at least for a role that we play as a brand. And so we have outside of the app, we have a really unbelievable community on social. It's a private community that lives on Facebook. It's called our Daily Calm community. It's a group of about 60,000 people who gather together in this Facebook community to share support. They share about their own journeys um, with anxiety and stress and depression and insomnia and how you, they use the app. Um, and that's been a really profound, uh, place to watch, uh, these stories unfold and these connections be created. But I'm hopeful that in a post COVID world, we're going to be able to create these physical spaces for people to get together because I think human connection is like more important than it has been. Well, Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to keep up with you and Calm? Yeah, well, easy. Calm on social everywhere is just at Calm. Uh, So you can find us on Instagram at Calm. That's one of our best places to find us. Calm.com is where you can learn more about the product and, and even get a subscription for yourself and and I'm on, I'm on Twitter too at I am Katie Schill. You can find me there. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.